Hey guys, this is Carrie Myers with Gospel Centered Purpose. Everything you need to know to live your life by design. Everyone wants to know that their lives matter and that they are making a difference in the world. This podcast was created to help you lead the life the Lord has assigned to you and called you to. A unique calling, a unique purpose just for you. Let's get started on today's episode. Hey guys, so today we're going to talk about what does the coronavirus have to do with gospel-centered purpose. In my opinion, I feel like it has everything to do with it. Today I was reading in Jeremiah 36, 1-3. This is what it says. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Take a scroll and write on it all the words that I have spoken to you against Israel and Judah and all the nations from the day I spoke to you from the days of Josiah until today. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the disaster that I intended to do to them so that everyone may turn from his evil way and that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. I feel like this is a call for us to return to the Lord. This is just a time of reevaluating, resetting, returning. So does God cause bad things to happen? You know, as I read the scripture, I can tend to go to a lot of places in my head. And so this is one of the things that I had to reconcile in my mind. But the one thing I remember is we have an evil one who's out there roaming the earth. He is waging war with the believers. He is an evil one that's out there lurking to destroy, he kill, to kill and destroy. Um, so let's just look at some characteristics of Satan. I'm just going to break down just a few things. There's so many things in scripture that we can look at, but here are just a few. One, he is a liar. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You can find that in John 8, 44. So how did this whole coronavirus come to be? How did it get out of control? It was by China lying and trying to cover it up, trying to hide it. We can't forget that the ultimate, the ultimate evil one is Satan behind all of this. Two, we see that he's a murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. That's in John 8, 44 as well. And already today, I don't even know. I haven't even looked it up, but um, I think I saw it earlier this morning. Thousands upon thousands who have already lost their lives in the U.S. What were we at? 14,000? I can't remember, guys. But it continues to change every minute. So it's growing and growing and growing. We don't even know where it's going to end. People are dying. Satan is a murderer. This is his tactics. He is behind everything that is to kill and destroy. Um, the other thing is he's in a hindrance. He hinders. In First Thessalonians, oh, I didn't write down the rest of the address, but it's in First Thessalonians. The Apostle Paul says, 
We endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face because we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. They wanted to see them face to face, but Satan was hindering them from doing that. What is Satan doing today? He's keeping us from seeing each other face to face. Churches, Bible studies, small groups, just your peeps, your people, seeing them. Work, community, relationships, these are all things that he is hindering. You know, I was discipling a couple of girls this um, this year from some college girls. And that just ended abruptly. Like it really breaks my heart because I didn't even get to really have closure with them. Um, a lot of them went back home. <clears throat> They're not from here. But let's get creative. I want to encourage us not to stop meeting together and seeing each other's face, our sweet faces. Let's get creative. There's Zoom calls out there. There's FaceTime, Google Duo. That's another um, kind of like FaceTime, but for people who don't have, may not have iPhone to iPhone, you can use the Google Duo. Duo. So look those things up and let's get creative and not stop meeting together. Another thing is, is Satan is a deceiver. He tried to, well, he did deceive Eve from the very beginning. He says, you will die if you eat of this fruit. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you'll become like God, knowing both good and evil. Well, I mean, there's truth in that. You're, you're going to know good and evil if you eat from it. Um, but you won't be like God. You can't be like God. But that is what he's, he's deceiving us to believe. Let's not think of ourselves. We are not invincible. So let's not th think too highly of ourselves here. And let's not underestimate this. God has placed people in charge, administrators, to make rules. And so our rules right now is that we are to social distance and to isolate as much as possible, to only do the essentials. So let's be smart about this. Other thing Satan does is he tempts. Since the beginning, he's been Satan has been tempting us to be like God and to make a name for ourselves, to be about self. But we can learn from Jesus in the wilderness. Jesus was tempted too by Satan. But what did he do? He stood on truth, the word of the Lord. Satan may be waging war, but he will not win. We can stand on the truth of God's word. And we know that from God's word, that Jesus has victory. He's already won this battle. So we know that Satan, one day, will have to bow to Jesus. Jesus said, this was actually after he came out of the wilderness. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim, proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. There is good news Jesus has conquered death. He is the one that's in control. He's the one that has the power. So let's shelter ourselves in the wing of the Almighty One. That's where we have true protection from life, living our life in Him, in His wing, living the life that He has designed for us. Let's return to that. I feel like as Americans, we have lost our way. As we've gotten so off the path. We've gotten so busy um, with life and we've gotten so distracted and have 
really forgotten our first love and have gone after other gods. So what are those gods in your life? What have you put before the Lord? Let's just think through that. Let's use this time of being isolated and in quietness and stillness and being able to just really come before the Lord and ask him, where have I gone wrong? Where have I gotten off the path and set my feet back on the path? We can't change what's happened in the past, but we can change. We can make decisions to move here forward, to move forward. And that starts with really having a heart to heart with the Lord of like, what, what have I done and where have I gone astray and let him bring you back into, onto his path. Let's remember our first love in revelations two, five, it says, remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. So let's remember, repent, and then do the works we did at first. What is that work? What is the works we did at first? It was unto the Lord. You know, work was established in the garden. God gave Adam and Eve work to do. They were to work in the Garden of Eden, tend to and cultivate the earth. They were to be fruitful. They were to multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. And if you look up every one of those words, here's what it means. Fruitful is to flourish. Multiply is to increase. Fill the earth is to be full, is to accomplish. Subdue it is to make it better than the way we found it. So that cultivating it, being good stewards. So I want to encourage all of us during this time to really just think through all the resources that God has given us, our gifts, our talents, our abilities, our stories, and think through how can we make this world a better place than when we found it from here on out? How can we, how can we do better? How can we create image bearers reflecting back God's glory and then teaching others to do that as well? Reflecting him back to the world, teaching others to live full and meaningful lives, life in Christ, living by design, sharing our faith and life with others, not being self-centered, but thinking of others. That's the life that is to be lived, not just going through life and having no purpose and no meaning. Our purpose and our meaning is found in Christ as we abide in him, and we walk the path that he has for us. He has given us different talents and gifts and personalities so that we can impact the world around us. So how can we do that? Let's just use this time to really hit the reset button and to reevaluate, to regroup, to return to the Lord and then to do the work that he has called us to do. We have all um, been given our sphere of influence of where God has placed us each. Satan wants to keep us, um, he wants to hinder us from really utilizing all that God has given us. So let's be creative. Let's think through how we can, even though we're isolated right now, how we can really make an impact in the world. A lot of people are taken to social media to proclaim their life in Christ. How could you do that? How could you use it for good 
and encourage people? How could you use FaceTime? How could you use Zoom? All these different technologies that the Lord has given to us during this time. Can you imagine not being able to really see each other's sweet faces? We didn't always have FaceTime or any of the other apps where we can really, Marco Polo is another one, a great one where we can see each other's face and encourage one another. So I want to encourage you to use those for good, to encourage each other, pray for one another, use this time to really come together as believers and to really lock arms to think through how we can, from this point forward, walk in Christ, abide in Christ, Set our feet to the path that He has called us to, each one of us, uniquely, and how we can live out our life in Him. Let's continue to talk about this, too, of how we can live by design. So, what does the coronavirus have to do with gospel-centered purpose? Everything, because God uses everything in our lives, every circumstance, to draw us more into our calling into our purpose, into our life that he has created for us by design. So let's process that. Let's spend time just really thinking through how the Lord wants to use this time uh, to show you how to share the good news, how to share him with others. So let's just spend this time to really think through those things. Let's use this time wisely. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Gospel-Centered Purpose, Living Your Life by Design. If this has been encouraging to you, would you just share this with a friend? Or even give a review. I want to hear how this is encouraging you. Also, you can go to my website at simplesavvylife.com and get resources there. All of it is there for you. Don't forget the free download. So go now, go to simplesavvylife.com, and I'll see you on the next podcast.